What's up, guys? Will Witt Live, episode number 17. Today, we are talking about Michelle Obama. Out the gate, we are talking about a man who got arrested in Idaho for having an outdoor church service. I'm taking some of your guys' questions, and we did an interview with Dennis Prager. Check it out. Here we go. What's up, guys? Will Witt Live, episode number 17. 17 episodes. Can you believe that? Today, out the gate, we are talking about, and by the way, out the gate, for you guys, for you guys who've watched the podcast a couple times, we're now renaming this first segment Out the Gate because the marketing team at PragerU wants me to actually start <laughs> get going on the stories as soon as the podcast starts. No more of this intro stuff. And I'm kind of doing an intro right now and ruining Out the Gate. But we're, we're getting into Out the Gate right now anyway. So here we go. Taylor's also here. So, all right, here we go. Today we're talking about people getting arrested for being outside at church. So before we get into that, I want to show you the video of this actually happening. This was in Moscow, Idaho, where this guy right here, as you see in this uh, whitish gray shirt, got arrested for having outdoor church. And I'll go over the whole story and my thoughts after you watch the video. Always trust in chariots and others trust in horses. You guys should not be doing this and doing this kind of crap for the mayor. This is embarrassing. Yeah, it you is. You guys are stronger than this. You shouldn't be doing this. You guys are tough people. This is wrong. It's really hard to watch this and justify the police actions in this. Of course, myself, PragerU, we're huge supporters of the police, but to see this happen, I mean, that makes absolutely no sense to me that the police would be going and doing this. And I want to reiterate where this happened, which is in Moscow, Idaho, not Russia, Moscow, Idaho, where most people think when you think of Idaho, you're like, that is one of the most conservative places in America. But like I've said before, these kind of things can flip in just a matter of years and a matter of seconds where you get city councils coming in who are all left or you have the culture coming in and spreading this leftist agenda because conservatives didn't stand up and do anything. And so we'll see this in a place even like Idaho, as conservative as Idaho is, where they start doing this kind of stuff. And so according to the whole story, at least the story that I saw is that these people were having a church outside. They didn't have masks on. They weren't really doing a whole lot of social distancing stuff, which, in my opinion, they're outside. They should be allowed to do this if they want to. They have the First Amendment where they have the freedom to assemble whatever they want to do. But then the police officers came and they tried to get the guy's name who you saw getting arrested and the guy refused to give them his name. And so that's, I guess, why they arrested him, not just for not wearing a mask or for not doing the social distancing, but because the guy wouldn't give up his name. But in my opinion, what I think, I don't know why this guy would have to give up his name to these police officers in the first place. I mean, they are having outdoor church. They're not minding anyone's and doing anything wrong. They're trying to celebrate and, and praise God. 
because all the other churches are closed, so they have to do it this way. And then the police officers come and try and disrupt it because of social distancing guidelines, which are so stupid, you're outside, and mask mandates, which are so stupid when you're outside. And they try and shut them down. And then, of course, you know, it's going to cause a scene, and this guy just wants to worship, and they come and ask him for all this information and stuff, and the guy doesn't want to give it to him, and it, then he gets arrested. And to me, that is completely unfair. It's completely unfair that this guy got arrested. And I think what is so funny about this whole thing, or not funny, more sad, but I guess you would say ironic, is that, you know, a year ago, you look at how the left talks about a lot of these things. You look at how they say when, when conservatives come on and say the left wants to take away freedom of speech, or the left wants to take away your guns, the left wants to take away your Second Amendment. We'll say those kind of things, and the left will come in and respond. I see this on Twitter all the time. And they say, oh, you're just fear-mongering. The left doesn't want to do that. We don't want to take away your guns. We don't want to take away your freedom of speech. We don't want to do any of these things. We, we, want, we just have a difference of opinion. Right. This is what they say when they come on trying to play the middle ground, trying to make it seem like they actually are playing both sides and aren't so radical. But then when it comes down to it and their actions are actually put into to practice, then this happens. Then this guy gets arrested for not social distancing. So, I mean, if a year ago, if conservatives and people who love freedom were complaining about how I never thought this would happen, I never thought I'd be losing my freedom in America. Um, and the left is saying, no, that'll never happen. You're going to be completely fine. You don't need a gun to defend yourself. The First Amendment isn't all that important. Now look at what's happening. Now look at what's happening. I mean, it was the same thing with that lady in Aussie in Australia that we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast where, you know, of course, that was in Australia, wasn't here, but she got arrested for having a, a anti-lockdown Facebook group. It was a Facebook group and she got arrested for having this group. It's just like insane the levels that these people are going to. Did you guys see the new ad that came out from uh, uh, New York, from New York State, where it was a new mask ad? And just the way that they shame you if you don't agree with these kind of things, like if you don't agree with the mask mandates or the social distancing or that COVID is the biggest thing in the whole world, then they completely shame you. I mean, look at our president. Look at Donald Trump. He's a 70 plus year old man. He's not. I mean, he's in good shape, but he's a little pudgy, you know, we all at that age, you get a little pudgy, you know, I'm not going to blame you get a little pudgy and he recovered from COVID in two days, in two days, he recovered from COVID and people are freaking out about this. Uh, last week, I, we skipped the podcast last week. I, I skipped work. I was out of the office for five days or four days because I was sick and no one asked about me. <laughs> No one cared about me being sick and I was bedridden basically and couldn't do anything. You know, it's worse to be sick as a young person like me than to actually get COVID. I feel like it would have been even would have been even better if I would have gotten COVID. I probably would have been totally fine. I'm kind of going off on this a little bit. But what I'm trying to say is that these people are using fear when it comes to COVID, when it comes to coronavirus, when it comes to all of these leftist principles to try and control you. They try and control you that way and shame you and say that if you're not afraid, you're a bad person. There's a quote from Rachel Maddow, which I want to I wanna show you guys as well, right here. Um, I have to move my camera a little bit. Okay. Don't be afraid of COVID might be the single most dangerous thing Donald Trump has ever tweeted. Even after his own hosp hospitalization, he appears to have learned nothing. That makes no sense. It makes no sense that Rachel Maddow would come out and say this. Donald Trump 
recovered from COVID in two days for the most part. For basically, you know, I think they were saying, I just saw something today that the doctor said that he's not having any symptoms uh, already, which is awesome. You know, it's great that our president is healthy. But that he recovered so quickly, it wasn't that big of a deal. And so then he, as an old man, 74 years old, and comes on and says, don't be afraid of COVID. And the people on the left are saying that is a horrible thing to say. It's like they want this country to fail. It's like they want this country to fail. When the president comes and has something to say about unity or conservatives come on and say, don't be afraid. Don't let these these things ruin your lives. Don't let it ruin the way that you are. The left comes in and says, no, that's wrong. You should be afraid of this virus. You should be afraid of going outside. That's just a complete backwards way of thinking. If you live in fear your whole life, you're never going to get done the things that, honestly, great men get done. Great people are not afraid. The best people in the world are not afraid. Mediocre people and losers sit at home and are afraid. The left, these people who claim to be so afraid of the virus. I mean, I was, I was walking my dog yesterday. I was walking my dog going down my hallway and we had, he had just gone pee and we come back inside and I'm walking down the hallway back to get to my place and a woman is walking by or not walking by, but she's walking towards me through the hallway. She has her mask on and I don't have my mask on. I just took my dog out. I'm not going to put my mask on to outside. And she sees me, turns the other way and walks around a different way because I didn't have my mask on. It's like, this is how scared so many of these people are of this virus that has a 99.5% survival rate and is just absolutely ridiculous to me about how scared people are. And then people coming in, police officers and local city councils and congressmen and governors shutting down our country. And then you see the left even worse. They blame conservatives for this. They say conservatives aren't getting things done. They say conservatives are why 200,000 people have died. When did that happen? When did it happen that because you are the leader of a country or you're someone with a difference of opinion that your opinion killed all the people in your country? You know, I want to play you guys the interview that I did with Dennis Prager today where we talked about some of this, talked about some of the uh, the experts talking about COVID and their decisions. So here we go with that. What's up, guys? Will Wade here with who, your name? Prager. Prager. I'm named after Prager U. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, David, yeah, no, no, right? No. Dennis. Oh, D- My Dennis. son is David, but oh, okay. I'm very touched that you would think David. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll be touched, too, when yes, he watches this. Yes, he'll so, be, right. we just want to bring Dennis on for a little bit of Will Wit Live, just to discuss one thing that I thought was actually really important, because it kind of shows just how, how bad the left is at identifying the problems that are in the world. The Barrington Declaration might have been something you guys have seen where about 1,500 medical professionals and about 1,000 biological scientists came and basically said the lockdowns aren't very smart, among other things about COVID. What is your take on this when you hear that and the left still doesn't accept the facts? What do you- well, the, the left says follow the science. It's a lie. They don't believe that themselves. They, they've... They say what they really mean is follow the scientists we agree with, not follow the science. So it doesn't matter how many doctors, medical doctors, differ with them. That's, that's not following the science. Following science is only the medical doctors we agree with. And by the way, uh, this was, it, it's the three f- f- signers are... Stanford Medical School, Harvard Medical School, Oxford Medical School, or Oxford University. Uh, and, and then all these other uh, doctors. 
the the lockdown I said in uh, after a month was the greatest mistake in human history, greatest worldwide mistake. And I turned out to have been right. I, I get no no joy in it because it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Uh, it, it's a catastrophe, the lockdown. And uh, the same exact thing was just stated by, uh, what was it, about 800 uh, doctors in Belgium, which had a very, very high, much higher rate even than the U.S. rate of death. And they said the lockdown was a calamity. And people need to open up their societies to hear alternate medical views, and they're not. Well what I thought was, well, actually, I remember when you said that at first and just the amount of pushback that we got at PragerU and that right. whole thing came out, which is just ridiculous. And what I think is the most ridiculous is that we're talking about the lockdowns, it being a catastrophe, and the left says that Republicans and conservatives have killed these 200,000 or so people mm -hmm. in America. And so they say who, they're killing so, right, so who, who killed, wait, who, who killed all the people in France? That's a left-wing government. Right. Uh, and, and they... The, uh, yeah, Macron is is he is he responsible? This is a new notion that the the leaders are now they're only responsible for the deaths in their country if their leaders the left doesn't like. Right. So it's another grand lie that comes from the left, and they yell at the president for being a liar. Uh, but uh, what what would what should the president have done? Lock down sooner, and that would have mattered in a country of three hundred thirty million people. That that would have changed things. And, uh, you know, Israel locked down, and now they're locking down again. And it's stupid in Israel, it's stupid here. And, and to show you that, for, you see, for me, it's not politics. For the left, it is. Because they hate Trump. Had the exact same number died under Biden, they would have said, probably saved a million lives. Right. So, it, it, or, or under any, or, or under Obama. Obama. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, Israel is run by a conservative government. I, I think they're they're out of their minds with their lockdowns. Out of their minds, they the crushing of their economy is is, is painful. And uh, India, right wing guy Modi, the day he said I'm locking India down, I said this is the stupidest mistake in Indian history. The country is already they're they're just getting out of abject poverty. And he's going to crush the entire progress towards people having food. And, and that's what's happened. What's so sad about it, or at least what's so stupid, is that the left is talking about these lockdowns and saying we need to give people more loans, we need to do all of these different things, and that Republicans and conservatives are letting it happen. But if you just open up the country, that's then you right. wouldn't have to do these things. That's right. And then they blame but, conservatives no, for getting No, but the worse. more people depend on the government, the happier the left is. Exactly. Well... That's about all we got for this. Thought it was fun to get Dennis on here since he's here filming a five-minute video today. Any closing statements? You're a good man, Will. Thank what you. is your last name? Uh, Prager. Just changed it. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I did the same. <laughs> to wit? No, no, to Prager. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Thanks for watching, guys. See ya. Okay, Dennis is the best. I love Dennis so much. The reason why, you know, there are a lot of conservative organizations out there, and I love working for PragerU because of Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager makes me want to continue to work for PragerU. I think he's great, and I think the way that he goes about issues and the way that he can break things down is, is really inspiring for me and is a big reason of why I do what I do now is because of Dennis Prager, just so you guys know. And we both give each other so much crap all the time about, you know, each other being more famous than the other person or more people knowing or more, I don't know, moms wanting to 
have us date their daughters, whatever it might be. It's very funny. I, I love Dennis. He's the man. And for all you guys watching right now, if you're enjoying this content, it really helps me out if you share this video with your friends, you drop a like on this, leave some comments, say some nice things, or say some unnice things, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Good for the YouTube algorithm, either or. So do that. And if you're listening to this afterwards on any podcast app, especially Apple Podcasts, rate of five stars, we'd really appreciate it. Really helps us out. And I forgot when I was talking about this whole fear thing with COVID, I forgot to show you guys Bubble Boy. You guys follow me on Instagram. Taylor, did you watch this? Taylor's here, by the way. He hasn't said anything yet, but he's here. Hey, guys. Did you watch Bubble Boy on I my Instagram? I scrolled through your Instagram. Stories. Taylor. I'm a busy guy. Taylor, you're supposed to be doing this for my social media. You're supposed to be helping me. I'm too busy making reels <laughs> for PragerU that... And telling you which stories to cover and things like that. Yeah, that's true. No, Taylor is very busy <laughs> making this show possible. Um, anyway, I want to show you guys Bubble Boy. It's a skit. Or it's not really a skit. It's more like, well, you'll watch it and you'll understand, okay? And then I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts about Bubble Boy. And if you guys if you guys know any Bubble Boys in your life, tag them. Tag Bubble Boys that you know, okay? Tag them. So I'm at Chipotle. And you know they have those little bubbles. You're supposed to stay six feet apart. Well, I was standing maybe five feet apart from this guy right off the bubble. And the dude turns around and starts yelling at me for being off my stupid Chipotle bubble. These people are insane. Insane. Like, how fearful and afraid of the world do you have to be to see someone barely standing off, barely standing off the Chipotle bubble and go and yell at them for being off their Chipotle bubble? These people are Like, sir, if you're so scared of getting the virus, why are you at Chipotle in the first place? Why don't you go back to your own little bubble? Your own little bubble house, bubble boy. <laughs> I'm fine. Stupid. 911, what's your emergency? Yes, hello, there's a man here outside of his bubble at Chipotle. What do I do? Okay, sir, this is a very dangerous situation. I need you to follow my steps. Okay. Okay, first I need you to leave Chipotle. Okay, I did that. Now what? Okay, now I need you to get in your car. Can you do that? Yeah, okay, I'm in my car. What now? All right, now I need you to put the key in the ignition, turn it on, and then drive your little bubble butt back to your bubble home, bubble boy. Call us when you got some real problems. It's so funny. <laughs> Taylor didn't even laugh the whole time that was playing. He didn't laugh once. I thought that was pretty funny that I made that. Anyway, that's how afraid people are. You're standing outside of your little Chipotle bubble. And someone comes up to you and says, can you please get back on your bubble? Who would do that? I would hope that none of you guys as my viewers, I hope that I can instill the the sense of of intelligence into you and and just common decency so that if someone is a step off of their Chipotle bubble, you don't go up to them and yell at them and tell them to get back on their bubble. I would hope that none of you guys watching right now would ever do that. Taylor might do that. Taylor would. I think we need to defund the bubble police. Defund the bubble police. Guy didn't even work there. And he wasn't even that old. He was like 50. It just isn't that old. Like, you'll be fine. And I, I, whatever. Anyway, it was super annoying. Okay, I want to go into the uh, the Michelle Obama video. Have you guys seen this video? Taylor, I know you've seen this video. It was a video about Michelle Obama talking about protests. And we're going to go through. This is our debunk of the week. And it's also the clip of the week. So we're knocking two out at the exact same time. Clip of the week and debunk of the week. Let's do it. I'm going to move my camera a little bit because Michelle Obama's head is so large. <laughs> it is large. Look at that. Okay. Not just because 
She has a large head. It's just formatted large. You know what I mean? Pretty sure that's racist. That's racist. <laughs> yeah, only black people have large heads. That's what I was trying to say, you know. Okay, let's get into this Michelle Obama video before I get into any more trouble. They're stoking fears about black and brown Americans lying about how minorities will destroy the suburbs, whipping up violence and intimidation. Okay, here's our first pause. I don't want to have to keep moving the camera, so we're just going to keep it. I think we can move it right here. Okay, here's the first pause when it comes to this. She's talking about that conservatives, specifically, you know, the president, we're not going to just, we're talking about all conservatives here, are saying that these black and brown people are going to destroy the suburbs. They're saying that we're saying that, which is absolutely BS. I don't know any conservative who's saying that black and brown people are going to go and destroy the suburbs. No one is saying that. I haven't heard anyone say that. And also, what we're referring to people going to destroy the suburbs, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. We're talking about militant Black Lives Matter groups that are going and do that, not black and brown people. And by the way, I just saw an article come out about this. I, don't, I forget exactly who it was from, but it was uh, that Black Lives Matter, the people out protesting in the streets, these anti-racist people are like all white people. I mean, it's all white liberals who are going out and protesting in the streets for Black Lives Matter. So her coming on and saying that conservatives and the president are saying that we want, that we think black and brown people are going to destroy the suburbs is just a blatant, it's just a blatant lie. It's, there's nothing else around it. It's just a blatant lie. And they're pinning it all on what's been an overwhelmingly peaceful movement for racial solidarity. It's true. It's not true, Michelle. It's not true. Peaceful protest. I mean, there was a whole joke about these peaceful protests. Peaceful protest is a meme. A meme doesn't come about because something is is true that the left was saying. It came about because how bad the left was at diagnosing their own protests. I mean, it was a mostly peaceful fire. How stupid do you guys have to be to actually believe that it was peaceful? Look at the people who have died. Look at the people who have been assaulted. Look at the blocks and blocks of buildings that have been destroyed. I mean, here in Los Angeles, there are all the, even here where we, where we are, like in a, in a nicer area. I mean, there's streets that are, that were blocked off because of all the protests going on in Santa Monica it was horrible. They were rooting and looting and rioting in the streets all over. And this is all over the country. I mean, every single person who I've talked to in different cities across America say, yeah, we can't go downtown or we can't go where the protests are happening. And it's like, why not? These are peaceful, right? It's like, no, no, they're not peaceful. There are some peaceful people obviously going out there and doing it, but the people in Antifa and the Black Lives Matter militant people are going out there and destroying their own cities. I mean, they are destroying their own cities. There's video evidence. There are great journalists like Elijah Schaefer, slightly offensive, some other ones going out there and getting tons of, of video evidence of these things happening. To say that these are mostly peaceful is just another blatant lie. And Michelle Obama comes on here acting like she's, you know, a, a kind of moderate person. You know, oh, I could, I, I could see how there have been some violent people, but, you know, it's mostly peaceful. It's like, no. That's that's really not how it is. It's been mostly violent. It's been super violent, these people. Research backs it up. Only a tiny fraction of demonstrations have had any violence at all. Liar! You're a liar! She's lying. I know she's lying. She And she, I think she knows she's lying, too. Fake news. Fake news. I just wish that... I guarantee you that Michelle Obama never went to any of these protests. I can guarantee you. Because they're dangerous. They're super dangerous to go to. 
I mean, yeah, anyways, she's a liar. She's a big liar, big phony, big phony liar. So what the president is doing is once again patently false. It's morally wrong. And yes, it is racist. But that doesn't mean it won't work. More lies. More lies, saying it's racist, saying it's morally wrong, that conservatives are saying these kind of things. We're not saying this. We are not saying this. We want peaceful cities. We want peaceful cities that are free of people rioting and looting our stores and destroying businesses and destroying black-owned businesses. We don't want these people coming to do that anymore. To say that we're saying it's because of black people saying that we don't want black people to be able to stand up and protest and do that. That's not what we're saying at all. No one has said that. Maybe some idiot people have said that, but no mainstream conservative person is saying anything like that. And we'll get into the ending here. And this is kind of like, excuse me, where you're going to see how she flips this whole thing to support her narrative and why it's so deceptive to people and why it's so tantalizing for people to listen to what she says. So we're going to get, let's get into the ending part here. Because this is a, a difficult time, a confusing time. And when people hear these lies and crazy conspiracies repeated over and over and over again, they don't know what to think. With everything going on in their lives, they don't have time to fact check falsehoods being spread throughout the internet. Let's stop here real quick. She's saying that, oh my goodness, conservatives, we, our lives are so crazy and we have so much going on that we don't have time to go and fact check things across the internet. Are you serious? Like anyone who has a difference of opinion, it's a conspiracy theory, first of all. It's a conspiracy theory. It's crazy. It's racist. And the only reason they believe it is because they don't spend enough time fact-checking. They don't spend enough time fact-checking. How, like, condescending is that? That's, like, so screwed up that, like, Michelle Obama is basically telling me all the research I do, all the stuff is like, oh, it's because it's, it's all conspiracy theories. And it's because, you know, you don't spend enough time researching but i spend enough time researching i know all about this it's like really really i've been out on the streets and actually been to some of these protests and talked to people have you no you haven't i've been there a lot of the conservative people who are saying these protests aren't peaceful have been there and there's visit video evidence but you haven't been there and then you're pandering and condescending to us and then like a liberal person who watches this or a leftist person who watches this video is going to be like yeah yeah, I guess they just haven't, you know, done their research, but I have, and I feel really good about myself because I watched this video and I watched CNN today and and wa saw what I don't know, some stupid celebrity got naked on Twitter today and now I feel like a great person. You know, it's like that's what they're doing. It's like a sleight of hand that they're making it seem like they're compassionate about conservatives or they're like, "Oh, we just don't have the f It's like no, no. It's all BS. They're making up total lies about us. They're making up lies, blatant lies, and getting it out to millions of people and then trying to bundle it up in this kind of little gift and say, oh, it's just it's conspiracy theories and, and they just don't have enough time to do research and you know we kind of feel bad for them, like we need to help them. It's like they don't want to help us. This is a video based in shame. If it wasn't a video based in shame, then they wouldn't say what we're doing is conspiracy theories or they would actually say the truth or they would come on and actually address the things that we're really saying. But they're not doing that. They come in and lie about us the entire time. Michelle Obama's blatantly lying here, and she knows that she's lying. And even reasonable people might get scared. See, this is, again, she's saying we're like, she's saying we are reasonable. 
but she really thinks we're unreasonable. Do you get that? Do you get how she's like playing it both ways? She's saying that we're reasonable people and we believe these things because we're scared. It's like, no, I'm not scared of facts. You're scared of facts. <laughs> You're, I'm like, I'm more in tune with the world. Like, my chakras are open. <laughs> I don't What's know. The, chakra? You don't know what a chakra is? No. You have seven chakras. Oh, no. Like the third eye and all these. I'm just, it's, it's a, like I'm not, my stuff. chakras aren't really open. Well, maybe they are open. It's like Avatar, whatever. Well, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that like, I'm not afraid. It's like when people say like, oh, you're transphobic. It's like, no, I'm not transphobic. I just don't think that all the things going on when it comes to transgender people in America is the best thing for society. I don't think that telling little boys that because they think pink is a cool color, they're a girl. And then you say that and they say you're transphobic. It's like, I'm not afraid of these people. I'm not afraid of anything except for God and Taylor's mask breath. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, I'm not afraid of anything, right? So I don't know. It's, it's really upsetting to me that they do this kind of sleight of hand to make it seem like they're so compassionate and, and we're reasonable, but we just don't have the facts. It's like, no, they, they hate us. Like, they don't like us. If they liked us, they would say what we actually believe and they would address those things. Michelle Obama would actually bring a conservative talking head in to have a conversation with instead of just making this, this video that probably made her millions of dollars and, and you know, cost millions of dollars to produce everything. Like, it's, it's all just lies. And the audacity of going on there and saying, talking about misinformation when you're literally telling people, don't believe your own eyes and the hundreds and hundreds of videos that are available on the internet of, you know, cities burning down and people looting. And like, if, if what she's saying is true and this violence isn't happening at these protests, like who killed David Dorn, you know, right? Well, like who's, who's setting these cities on fire, right? And, like to act like that's not happening. And then telling me that we're spreading misinformation, it's pretty audacious i know and why did the federal troops have to be called in in portland and all these other places because they're peaceful of course not like you have to these people don't have the information i mean we just did a we do videos on this where i go and ask people about these kind of things about the facts and things going on in the world and they have no idea they don't have the information we have one coming out hopefully on friday about the supreme court where i ask people questions about about that you know, asking if if a president should have the the ability to appoint someone during an election year, all that's really good video changed a lot of minds. Regardless, let's just finish up this last part of this video. And the one thing this president is really, really good at is using fear and confusion and spreading lies to win. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The fact that she said that, that said that that. The president conservatives are spreading lies and being evil and spreading it. It's like, it's so horrible. It's so horrible that she would come on and say that. Just like after she said blatantly untrue things, literally 30 seconds before, 10 seconds before she said untrue things. And then she says that all these other people are lying, which is just ridiculous. You know, everyone has their times where they lie and they say things that, you know, maybe they're being a little, they're exaggerating a little bit. You know, I've, I'm, I've done it. Everyone has done it a little, you know, no one's perfect, but you're making a video that's going out to reach millions of people. I mean, this video, I, I didn't see exactly how many on Twitter, but I mean, it was up in the millions of views of people who saw this and that was just on Twitter. It's like you have a responsibility to tell the truth here and you're not telling the truth. You are furthering, furthering the divide in this country and ruining people's lives. 
I mean, seriously, because then you make it seem like they're the only ones with the right information and they're, they don't need to do anything else. They're satisfied with the information they have and they don't need to search out anything else. And if you do want to search out anything else, it's because you're a little confused and you're scared. But we know you're, we know you're fine. You just don't have the time to fact check. It's like so condescending and terrible. Anyway, that was the Michelle Obama video. That was fun. He's good. Huh? That was brutal. That was brutal. But I think that was I think we can Taylor, I think we'll clip that for a clip. <laughs> for for after. All right, now we're going to play a fun game. We're going to play a fun game. A little palate cleanser. A little palate cleanser before we get into your guys' questions. And I said this podcast was going to be shorter than usual, but it's not actually. We're probably going to go for the same amount of time. Who here is a Lord of the Rings fan? Any Lord of the Rings fan? I know that my girlfriend Cass she is the biggest Lord of the Rings fan in the world. I come home and she has the light of the Even Star necklace wrapped around her. She's doing lines of Arwen in the mirror. She's just a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, she got it from me, though. I'm the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, and we're going to do a quiz. That Taylor actually, Taylor's a really big Lord of the Rings it's fan. Debatable too. who's the biggest fan. But... I am the biggest fan. I am the biggest fan. I mean, tell me, I, I'm, the pressure's on you. I got a hundred on this quiz. Well, I didn't see your result. Podcast. We're doing a Lord of the Rings quiz, and I would love it if you guys have seen the Lord of the Rings or read the books, whatever, to play along. It'll be fun. It, I think it'll be a good time for this Lord of the Rings quiz, and we're gonna see how many I get right. It's a uh, can you click the correct quote ending to these Lord of the Rings quotes, and it'll be fun. You know, it's gonna be fun. You guys like Lord of the Rings, right? Who doesn't like Lord of the Rings? Idiots. And if you Idiots. don't, just laugh at Will's nerdiness. Yeah, if you don't, then just laugh at my nerdiness. We were planning on doing a Pokemon quiz. Yeah, I let could, us know in the chat. If yeah, I'll do a Pokemon quiz. Yeah, we'll do a do Pokemon next quiz week. next week, too. Is that, and we were thinking of like the 50 states quiz. Or some other, we can do some other ones. We are, you know, we got multiple episodes coming up, so we can do a lot of stuff. But I don't know. I'm a genius, so I, I'll be, I'll get perfect scores on every single thing I do. And then Sabrina, you guys met her two weeks ago, Prager 4. She said I should do a love language quiz. What's yeah, your love language? Um, I don't know. I th physical touch is definitely up there. But uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why are you looking at me like that? Well, we've been playing footsie this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, what's your? Do you know your love? I mean, wait. We should my love this language for when you actually do. Yeah. Quiz. Yeah. Well, my love language is money. Money. <laughs> Gifts. Gifts. Money. Cash. Uh, power. Success. Tens and twenties. Tens and twenties. Hundreds. Okay, let's do this Lord of the Rings quiz. I'll go over my love languages another time. Um, yeah, well, let's do this quiz. You said it took you five minutes? Saruman, a new power is... Wow, there's so many. There's so many here. I can't read all these. Um, a new power is rising. Um, it goes faster as you go because you've eliminated stuff. Oh, it goes each one? Yeah. Oh, okay. A new power is rising in what about second breakfast? <laughs> Wait, which one is this one? I think, do you need the chat to help you? No, I don't need chat to help me. I can do it myself. It? I mean, what, what party is he says it in? This is the first movie. This is the first movie. A new power, a no, new power is rising in Isengard. It's something about Isengard. That's when he's given the speech to the but he says two, in two towers after he But he says it. Isengard twice. It's two Isengard twice. Is it two Isengard? A new power is rising. No, those are two separate quotes. I got it wrong. What the heck? On the first one, I got it wrong. Fail. Taylor's, I have Alex not passed through fire and death. 
There you go. This is an easy one. Maybe. I don't know. I have not passed through fire and death. Gandalf says it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To. To Isengard. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We <laughs> Wait, just need to, to my axe. To my axe. No. Wait. Are you? To the day since where you're the, tilted right now. I've not passed through fire and death. Simply walk into Be silent. Keep your forked tongue behind your teeth. I have not passed through. I got it wrong. Bandy foul words with a witless worm or whatever. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. He arrives precisely when he means to. Where is that one? There you go. Nor is he earlier, but that was easy. Okay, I got one. Be silent. Um... Keep your forked tongue. Oh, I just accidentally spoiled that. No, that's okay. No, no, I knew that one. That one was easy. Witch King, you fool. No man can kill me. There you go. And then is it the the Rohan lady? Or is it another? No living man can kill me. Um, Where is that? What about second? There it is. It's right. Okay. Look at middle and the right, all the way to the right. Oh, you just here? No, uh, right. I am no man is the. Oh, that's where. Where is it? I can't see it. M no man. Oh my god! It just says M no man. You're terrible at this. What do you mean I'm terrible at this? This quiz is stupid. Why'd you give me this stupid quiz? This is just. Gonna no man can kill me. M no man. <laughs> uh, die now. That's right. That was right. I got it right. Okay. Okay. Taylor, you guys watching me get upset. You guys watch like watching me get upset. I just like Bilbo Baggins. Do, do not take me for some conjured witch king. Do you not know death when you see it, Pippin? We are we are sitting a field of victory. <laughs> that was like Indian. I don't. Um, where's the the um something about smoking the the ganj? <laughs> what? what what is enjoying it? a few well-earned comments. yeah 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 i can't find them I, if i could type it in i feel like that would be easier but right. i can't type. how long is it said aomer <laughs> how long is it um how long is it since sormon bought you to grimmer warm go. tongue i got Gand- confused there for a second yeah gandalf you <laughs> That's all? You. 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 I, I don't know. The good news is the countdown is like almost over. Oh, know? I have a countdown? Oh, my minutes. goodness. I'm so slow. Oh, wow. Why am I so bad at this? I've oh, just. Yeah, well. <laughs> These are my favorite movies. I really like Lord of the Rings. I don't know why. You you got 100%? I did. I think if I did this not on the podcast, I'd be bad. I don't know what this one is. I got it wrong. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. My business is with Isengard tonight. Um, which one is this one? Don't tell me. My business... Oh, it's Treebeard. The Marching of the Ents. Oh my goodness, how do you remember these? I don't remember all of them like that. Mary, welcome my lords to Isengard. The road goes ever on and on. 
Um, <laughs> to my axe. Um, from the door where it began. Gollum, don't. Don't. Follow the lights. <laughs> I know. He said, "Stop helping you." I'm like, Legolas. Nikki at this point. I know he is helping me a lot. Taylor is helping me a lot. Legolas. I'm just trying two to already to put our viewers out of their I'm misery. A O N. I am no man. A red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. I remember that go. one. Yeah. Theoden, your leechcraft would have me crawling on all fours like a beast. Sam Mordor, the one place in the world we don't want to get any closer, and it's the one place we're trying to get to. Um. It's, it's just where we more, could get. Ah, Frodo couldn't have done it without Sam. <laughs> Will couldn't have done it without Taylor. All right, Gollum, go in. I can't carry it for you. <laughs> I can't. 17? Oh, well. How did I do so poorly? If I did the Pokemon one, I would have done way better. Uh, okay. That sucks. I, I thought I was going to do way better. everyone. On behalf of I'm sure there were people. I'm sure you guys, some of you guys, Lord of the Rings fans, were watching me do this and just screaming into your computer. Yeah. Like, Lambus bread! Alex Jimenez was watching? Yeah, Alex. I don't know how I did so. That was like really bad. I embarrassed myself. There's, there's some trash th- going on. I thought I was going to do way better. I thought I would do way better at that. But it was like, I couldn't. You now just I just got a little little rattled at the gate and it just kind of. Yeah, a little off, bit. Maybe, you know? Now I have to watch Lord of the Rings tonight. Yeah. That's a punishment. Watching watch all three extended editions. Back 14 and a half hours. Cass, you still watching this podcast? You know what we have to do. When you come into Los Angeles again, 14 and a half hours of you and me. We're spending all day doing it. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. It's going to be a lot of fun, huh? It's going to be a good time. Okay, now let's get into you guys' questions because I sucked at that. I really sucked. You have to I turn really in your nerd card after that. Yeah, I have to turn my nerd card. I'm no longer a nerd. You can earn it back. I know. Now I'm an now I'm an alpha again. Oh, <laughs> I gotta be cool now. I want to be a nerd. I'm still a nerd. Okay. I could still name all. Maybe we'll do the Pokemon one next week. Pokemon is the biggest franchise in the world, and I know some of you guys might not know Pokemon, but I can name every all 151 Pokemon. I 100% can do it. I'm very. I know it. I could do it. Okay. I could do it. We'll do that next. Okay, let's go into the questions from you guys. I asked you guys on Instagram to ask me questions. So here we go. Robin Christine 7 said, What's your favorite ride at Disneyland? None of them. I don't I don't think the rides at Disneyland are any good. I don't like roller coasters. I think I think roller coasters are stupid. Like I want if I'm gonna go Does on Disney a Disney have roller coasters? Like the Matterhorn uh, and Space yeah, Mountain. Space Mountain, yeah. You know. But it's like and I don't like Six Flags either. Or like Elitches, whatever it's called. Like like, if I'm going to do something that's, like, adrenaline-filled or, like, kind of reckless like that, like, I want to do something where I could actually You're gonna die. you step off your bubble at Chipotle. Right. Like, I step off you my bubble. get a real rush? <laughs> Did you feel it? You can feel it inside of you when you step off your bubble. Like, it just changes you. But I want to do something where it's, like, I actually have, like, a chance of dying, you know? Like, bungee like jumping. Like, taking your mask off. And, like, and taking my mask off inside of Ralph's. Yeah. Or, like... You haven't lived on the edge. Until yeah, or going to a peaceful protest. That's endangering other people, right? That's yes. true. Well, they'll be fine. <laughs> but, like, I don't... It just shakes you around the whole time. It's not fun. It's not fun to go on a roller coaster. Roller oh, well. You know. I'm sure you enjoy a lot of things. <laughs> I don't enjoy roller coasters. Not my thing. I'd I'd much rather, like, do something dirt dangerous. Biking, there's, that's something dirt biking. Dirt biking is fun, but you control it, yeah. which is fun, you know? It's like way more fun doing that. 
But I think the the scenery and atmosphere at Disneyland is very cool. Like the New Orleans section and the jungle section. I love that stuff. But and Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite ride. Even though it's like really slow. You remember it? Mm -mm. When was the last time you went? I went to Disney World a few times when I was like a kid. And then I've been to Disneyland a couple times since moving out here. But it's always like rushed and you go to one park and I I don't remember anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Disneyland is not like a place for like grown men. Universal Pass and we'll go to... No, I don't think Universal is that great either. Do the Harry Potter world? No, I don't like Harry Potter. Harry Potter's for children. Wow. Chris Mouch said, do you have Democratic friends and how do they treat you for disagreeing with them? No, I don't have many Democratic friends. And that's not because I don't want Democratic friends. It's just because of what I do. I just don't have a lot of Democratic friends. So, you know, but I... It, to me, it seems like with people who I talk to, and I talk to lots and lots of people about this, it's the conservatives who are willing to be friends with everyone and the leftists who don't want to be friends with you. And that's how it is with me, too. I'd be friends with Democrats, but most of them don't want to be friends with me. And that's quite all right with me. So I like I had a girl in my apartment complex um, who I met. I was walking my dog, Rocky, and she had a dog, and we met and everything. She was really nice, and she was like, oh, what do you do and stuff? I'm like, oh, I work in politics and things. And we get talking and stuff. And then she's like, okay, if you want to go to the dog park, like here's my Instagram, like we'll, we'll set up a thing at the dog park. I was like, cool. So she like sends me a message and then she like messaged me back like a little bit later and is like, oh, like you support like all these things that I hate. And then like commented like stuff on all my like BLM stuff and things. It was like, she didn't like me very much after that. Our dogs never played. (laughs) So. It's a weird thing. I mean, I have a bunch of uh, friends that are on the left, but most of them are still my friends because they don't know uh, what I do. And don't be a little weenie, Taylor. Well, it's tell them what you like, do. I'm not afraid to talk to them. It would should the thing arise, but it's like I'd rather them still play volleyball with me, you know, beach volleyball with me on the weekends <laughs> and not, you know. So it's kind of like just don't go there if you don't have to, type of thing. Guys, you hear heard it here first. Beach volleyball is more important to Taylor than saving California. Insane. That's what he's saying. These people are beyond saving. <laughs> These people are beyond this saving. Beyond saving. <laughs> we can save it through beach volleyball. Yeah, that could bring us all together. I know. I, I, beach volleyball is fun. It's, it's a good time. I'd, I'd change my mind because of beach volleyball, depending on who is playing. Zach Desborg, that was his name, uh, said, difference between Antifa and Proud Boys Senpai. Calling me Senpai. Thank you. Namaste. Um, I've, I've done stuff with the proud boys before, you know, done some events and things with them. No, a lot of proud boys. I'm not someone who would come out and condemn the proud boys. I'm there have been things where proud boys haven't done good things, of course, you know, but that's with every organization and it's with every ideology. There are a lot of conservatives out there who are stupid a-holes who do a lot of bad stuff. I've seen do bad stuff. That I don't like. Am I going to label all conservatives as bad? Of course not. And I don't see, in terms of the Proud Boys, I don't see as like a whole huge pattern of them being evil or racist people. You know, I've met a lot of them. I I think a lot of them are really great guys. I mean, the Proud Boys in Hawaii who I knew were some of the nicest guys who I ever met. I mean, they were, excuse me, so welcoming to me and and helped me with a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't disavow the Proud Boys, but the difference between them and Antifa is obviously Antifa are generally militant, generally are violent, and are racist and Marxist. The Bearded One said, favorite car? 
Why don't you answer first, Taylor? Well, if you could have any car, you, the money's not an option or money's not an issue. What, what car would you have? And um, you could design it how you want. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really into like super fancy cars. If I could get anything right now, I'd probably get one of the, the new Broncos. Oh, those or, are cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like just a Tesla. Yeah. Really... You in LA or something? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get the electric. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, I drive a Prius right now. So, yeah. yeah. I would, I would get 1969 Chevy Camaro, all blacked out, black outside, black inside. That would be my dream. Or like Is a that 19. Like the Fast and Furious car or something? Uh, yeah. Vin Diesel has to permanently sit in the seat next to me. Playing his song. Playing his, his song. His new Have song. Have you seen some of the stuff with Vin Diesel? Like on his Facebook? He's kind of, he's a goofy guy. He's killing, we all have this like macho image of him. and then That's what I'm saying. This weird stuff. You know? I know. And then you like see him outside of the movies and things and you're like, wow, he's, yeah. Like pitch black and like he's such a, you know, tough guy. Yeah. And he's like yeah. not now he's like in real life. Now he's like making EDM songs and. I, Wait, he made an EDM song? You didn't see that? No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he made an EDM song that came out last week and then it like premiered on the Kelly Clarkson show or something and there was like- Kelly Clarkson has a show? Or, I, yeah, I might be butchering this. It's one of those, you know, female uh-huh. daytime talk show hosts who used to be a, someone and uh, huh. they had a digital audience and like, so you, you, it just panned to the audience. We should have shown this on the podcast, but like they're all like sitting there dancing in their little like bubbles that they're, you know, like on their like little Don't leave your bubble. The and it's the most awkward, painful thing ever. So that's what I didn't know. Vin Diesel so did. How far Vin Diesel has fallen. Yeah. He should ha- just keep cranking out fast and furious movies. And stay I know how fast, door. how fast can you get though? I mean, how furious can you get? At a certain point, yeah. your furious levels cap out. You might be slowing down a little bit. Yeah, you might be, might like be moderately paced and yeah, furious. Moderately, moderately paced, paced and, and upset. And upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. I'll star in that one. Yeah. I'll star in that one. Um, Even keeled. And, you know. I would have that car or like a 19, like the 1980s Testarossa with like the vents on the side. Sick. Those are so sick. That's what I would have. Um... C stance, C stance said, "How do I make a perfect quesadilla?" You don't. Only I can make perfect quesadillas. <laughs> but you can make a near perfect quesadilla, and that's with tortilla, shredded sharp cheddar, <laughs> sharp cheddar, sharp cheddar, and paste salsa. Paste, <laughs> oh my god, paste salsa. And then you just microwave it, and then it's perfect. No, you know what all you need. What else do you need? When I was in college, I used to make chicken quesadillas with canned chicken and like that is absolutely disgusting. That is horrible. I, I, I've always hated American cheese. I did some ghetto stuff like that, but I never did like American cheese on like a oh. If I go to like some of these burrito places, like I'll do like Postmates and Uber Eats, and we're kind of going off on a lot of stuff right now, just chatting. So I hope you guys are okay with that. But we'll cut this out. You know, of the we'll, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Regardless, if you guys are still here, thank you for listening to all these funny things. But like, if a DoorDash, if I order a burrito from somewhere and it has American cheese in it, like you can tell, like I'll, oh yeah, I'll like send it back. I'm like, this is disgusting. You send it back on DoorDash. I don't think they come pick up your food. Well, I don't come pick it up. <laughs> I throw it back. This is where you need the doggy dash thing. So this is where you need dog, dog Uber. Yeah. You, you guys remember dog Uber. Best idea ever. Still waiting for someone to capitalize on that. Dog Uber logo. I know. We need doggy Uber shirts. We had a whole funny conversation about that yeah. with without you guys watching. But it was really it was Just really take funny. Just it take our hilarious. Yeah, you have to be there. So sorry guys, you weren't you weren't there. But really fun. 
All right, last question of the day. This one says, so I see you have a new cutie pie on your arm. Let's hear about her. Uh, his name's Taylor. He's blonde. <laughs> Just kidding. No, my... This, he likes physical touch. He loves physical touch. Um, he loves it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Else? Anyways. You know, we'll just we'll discuss that later. Okay. Anyways, yes, I do have. Well, it's not necessarily new. Cass Cass is the one who asked this question. Cass is my girlfriend. You guys might have seen on Instagram. I posted a picture. If you guys follow me on Instagram, picture of me and my girlfriend. I'm kissing her on the face. It's an adorable picture. It's very cute. My nose is scrunched. She's smiling. She looks so beautiful, gorgeous, stunning. I mean, just if you guys look at this picture, go to my Instagram and go look at that picture of her and tell me that there is a girl in the world who's more beautiful than that. She is just, she's so stunning and amazing. I, I love being with her. But she's great. And one of the things that we've been doing now is it's been really great. We're doing like Bible study together. So every night we'll send each other random Bible verses and then we'll like go over them and talk about them, which has been awesome. Like I put out a tweet the other day that went kind of viral, like like tens of thousands of likes. It was about how I am like feel like I'm closer to God now than I have ever been. And you know, a lot of it is because of a lot of exploration and things I've been doing myself, but so much is because of her and, and her family and talking with them and then connecting with other people. And it's been awesome. And so like loving like Christ and being with her at the same time while we are strengthening each other's values like that has been like, it's amazing. It's amazing. I've never experienced like a relationship like that before. It's truly one of a kind and it's an amazing thing. So yeah, there you guys. Just a little quick thing about my girlfriend and who I'm dating so you guys know about what I'm doing. But yeah, she's she's great. She's pretty hot. So it's uh it's great. Anyway, that's where we're gonna end the podcast. Saying saying that. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember you can share this podcast with your friends. You can comment your thoughts down below. Like this if you like it. I know you did. It was a great podcast. Um one of the best probably. And I said I was gonna go for thirty minutes and now we're at an hour. So whatever, just more to more for Taylor to go through later, which is fun. Um, and remember, if you're on Apple Podcasts, like this, give it five stars on there, write a nice comment. It really helps us out. And that's about all we got, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Excuse me. Really appreciate all your kind words. And we'll see you guys next week, 4 p.m. PST for Will Wit Live, episode 18. Peace.